0: Look who's arrived here. Wow. Royalty at Terrigal Surf Life Saving Club, Anthony Clark. Good morning, mate. Welcome back to the show.
1: Good morning, gentlemen. I love your office, as you just said. What a wonderful place to be oh. on a, a Saturday morning. Oh. Um.
0: I knew Clarkie
2: was coming here today because the red carpet was rolled out at the front. Yeah. Uh, you can just okay.
0: Out. Well, well, they wear the royal blue, Terry. Well, yeah. I saw the the blue carpet laid out. The right.
2: boop, 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 boop.
0: Hey, Let's... TC, <laughs> congratulations, mate. So uh, we had <laughs> Daniel Dixon on last week from the North Sydney Bears, and uh, we spoke about your coaching appointment for 2020. You must be loving it, and also the fact there's so many Central Coast players that are on that pathway at North Sydney.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a very exciting time to be part of the Bears. As as you know, I was down there in, well, 21, we we had the SJ ball season, and we're continuing that uh, for 22. Um, Really made a strong connection again uh, on the Central Coast. Steve... um, with our partnership with the Roosters, uh, helped enormously by John Strange, who's who's been who's doing a magnificent job for the Roosters. As it's well known that uh, you know we are a feeder club for the Roosters, and the structure uh, is is going to provide some opportunity that the for the lads that uh, uh, didn't quite make the Roosters teams. Um, you know, it, it's still a, an elite pathway for them, and we're very excited about
2: what lays ahead. You touch on you know John Strange and the work he's done, and he's probably been up here now what five six years where. He's done this development pathway for the Roosters but has established a really strong um, group, a, a really strong program I guess that has enabled these kids up here the opportunity to not only play up here but also to have that connection with an earn club.
0: Oh, I like what you're saying. I think what he's done is he's made some of these Central Coast players realise they're not second best, Yeah, that you can do it all from here.
1: Yeah, oh, 100% correct. And, and with the academy they've set up at uh, the entrance high school, uh, it, it, yeah, they're, they're doing a wonderful thing, the roosters. It could have been better mm. had Wyong seen the light and, and, and we stayed there because the five years we had with the roosters was just outstanding. But, of course, that, that fell apart due to, you know, different reasons. But, um, as I said, I, I can't commend uh, John enough for, for what he's doing. And, and I've been very fortunate this year to be able to bring Matt Hunter onto my staff. Matt's a, a local guy with enormous uh, uh, ability and, and, and experience at this level. He's um, you know, taken two Knights teams to the grand finals, uh, was part of the Roosters set up last year to get, to get Matthew across to be part of the Bears has just put a, a heap of credibility into our program.
0: For our listeners who've never heard of Matt Hunter or Mr. Hunter as I like to call him because he's a teacher and uh, taught both of my kids. Uh, tell us more about his rugby league pedigree.
1: Yeah, well, he's uh, uh, played... He, uh, it was funny, last night talking to the trainer, we were talking about old times, and, and that was part of the inaugural uh, Hunter Mariners in the Super League War. Mm. Played, a, played a, a, a lot of footy uh, in the Newcastle Comp. Of course, came back and played um, uh, played in Perth. Uh, played local first grade for a long time and then um, slipped into the coaching roles. Uh, Central, inaugural coach at the Central Coast Storm when the Storm were part of the... the had enormous success there. And, of course, at the Knights, um, Siona Matai... Uh, to Vita Panglo Jr you know the kids that were coming through there Jaron Purcell he had a lot to do with at school level so yeah very well credentialed coach and uh, as I said it's a real coup for the Bears to have uh, Matty part of our staff Clarky we saw
2: last week and we spoke to Daniel Dixon the chairman of the, the North Sydney Bears uh, the I guess the um, what do you call it the bid their bid their bid their, their quest <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> to get back into the NRL which I think is amazing he touched on the fact that there were 12 players that had worn the red and black that played in the grand final in 2021, which the NRL grand final, which just absolutely blown, blows me away. You've got 34 players out there, yeah. of which 12 of them, we're almost talking about a third, that played for the, in the red and black. Now, that gives you an idea of how strong that pathway, that development program is for the, um, for yeah. the North City Bears. For the North
1: City Bears, exactly, Michael. I mean, they've had relationships with... With the Roosters, they've had relationships with uh, with South. And um, there's a little bit of heckling we'll going some heckling. on. we got some hecklers down the
2: bottom here, mate. Um, right. But yeah,
1: no, it, it, it was a fact that uh, we spoke about um, at our orientation night on Monday night, and they named the players that were there. And, and of course, headed by Blake Taff, who was part of uh, Willie Lation, took well documented. Willie took. Um, uh, Blake down to the, the North Sydney Bears under-20s from playing for Berkeley us. So, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a, a terrific pathway. Probably a very understated <laughs> pathway. Um, but I, I, I'm thinking now that they'll, they'll be certainly, um, you know, they've, they've got a lot to hang their hat on the Bears.
0: Uh, TC, speaking of pathway and history lesson, I'm not imploring that they listen to my podcast with Mark O'Mealy and also Dave, uh, Mark O'Mealy and Dave Fairley, but the story of those two guys who sacrificed so much to play at North Sydney, like when they were leaving school, like uh, they were at Gosford High School, uh, Dave Fairley in particular, and, you know, it was enormous what he did to get on the NRL pathway. And then Marco merely a very similar story.
1: And you're forgetting Matty Orford. Yes. Matty I Orford, Denny Williams. I, exactly. I took yeah, Matty yeah. down when no one else wanted him in 1995. And uh, everyone was saying he was going to be too small and... And whatever, and uh, and, we, and the bears had the belief in him. Uh, of course, he, he, he went to Melbourne and become a superstar of the game because JT was ahead of him. Yeah. But yeah, no, the, the kid. But also, also the kids that have played lower grades, Steve. You know, that that's a thing. You know, rugby, Luke. Um, you can't. They did. The bears did a, and, and I'm not here to to blow their trumpet, but they did a survey. They commissioned their own survey, and there was over two hundred thousand people that follow the bears. Yep. And that's something that, 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 that with, with Dicko pushing that last week, is that, of course, we, we have a ready-made audience. We touched on that
2: last week, the fact that there's certain things, you know, you look at the Dolphins, and you I know they've got history in the QRL, but they don't have that history. People can't relate to them that watch the NRL competition. However, there's one thing you can't buy when you come into a competition, and that is 113 years of history, and the Bears have got that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that has, for me some real significant value from the NRL's
1: perspective. Oh, it, it does, Michael. I, I did, I did a, so I've got um, some memorabilia signed. Um, I've still got to get you to sign it, actually, um, for a couple of supporters, uh, older supporters, that haven't watched a game of NRL since the Bears, Bears' demise. And that's something that we can bring back because they guarantee that they would be, they'd be there. I, I, I know we're going to talk expansion shortly, mm. but let's go to 20 terms.
0: TC, what does it mean to be back at Terrigal Surf Club uh, where all of your kids came through this club, this uh, famous club? Oh, yeah,
1: it's, just, it's wonderful. It uh, plays a, a very special place in our heart. I was, I was junior president for a few years, and, yeah, the memories here, are, and, and it's ongoing. Ongoing, it's um, it's just a, a great
0: place. You know what I love about every surf club is, you know, some of the memorabilia. Like when you walk mm. up the stairs here, yeah. you see, uh, you the see old uh, photos. Well, there's a group of women who, uh, famously, old, I think a yeah, hundred years yeah, ago. Yeah, hundred
1: years ago. Yeah, yep, yep. Definitely, they uh, when the war was on, um, they uh, they volunteered to to keep the surf club running, and uh, yeah, they they made a marvelous presentation not that long ago, only a couple of years ago, uh, with those women. So yeah. They, So much history here. I do remember. Did they get the Prime Minister up here or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, It was pretty 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 important. Yeah, Yeah. it certainly was. Clarky,
2: back to footy. And I want to talk about the expansion with the Dolphins coming in. And, you know, I look at what they've managed to do, the Dolphins, and who they've managed to secure in relation to coach Wayne Bennett. Now, he's going to attract some players. Peter O'Sullivan, the best in the business when it comes to recruitment. They've gone at it hard, and they had to. They've only got well, you know, basically less than 12 months now before they're in the competition. They need to go about signing some players. I think about it from, you know, if I was in that position, I'd be looking at, for me, the likes of... I'd be working really hard to try and get Caelan Ponga there because I think he's a player that you can build a club around and other players want to play with. My hooker, I'd be aiming at Reed Marnie because yes. I think he's got a lot to yes. offer. I think the other good hookers in the competition are all signed, sealed, delivered. I'd maybe even look at Abby Coracell if he was available, but I think Reid Marnie, again, another Queenslander who you can
1: build your club around. Oh, definitely, definitely. I, I believe that um, Parra probably make the grand final if Reid Marnie stayed. I, I've got yep. a huge rap on the kid, and oh. I think that they, they do need a Marcus signing, but, but the thing that's impressed me, Michael, of course, is what you said, the off-field situation now, you know, build it and they will come and you've got Wayne who of course is without peer in the game and Sully's exactly the same, I mean he's, a, he's an enormous loss for the Warriors, Peter yep. Sullivan um, but to have him as your recruitment manager is, is an enormous, enormous step in the right direction.
0: Michael mentioned about the history of the North Sydney Bears but you'd be well aware of the Redcliffe history where Arthur Beetson played his last game of Rugby League there against, against the South team that had Peter Jackson and Mal Meninga I mean, you know, it's a legendary club. Petro Sibonisiva played there, daily yeah. Cherry Evans. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, I, I feel like it's a fantastic inclusion. I feel like we needed a second team in Brisbane. What are your thoughts, Doug?
1: Oh, no, 100%, Stuart. I, I, I believe that, that we needed a second team because the Broncos have had a monopoly on, on that uh, uh, area for, or the city, you know, for, for so many years now. But, but with, with Redcliffe coming in, uh, it, it's, it's a no brainer to me I mean they're financially sound they've got a terrific business manager in their CEO and of course as we uh, said before with their, their off field staff is, is, is uh, second to none so yeah I, I can't see the thing I hope really really interesting article uh, in the uh, Herald this morning uh, regarding the Titans uh, with the clubs that have uh, they interviewed John Rebo because of, of course he was at the Broncos in Melbourne and of course John Cartwright at the Titans and he said what they did was go they they went hard for some marquee players, but then forgot about the second the the second level, which hurt the Titans for years to
0: come. And John Rebo was at Western Suburbs. Yes, he was. As, uh, as an old Magpies you know, fan, well, maybe, yeah.
2: mate. And you know, you want to touch on this about the importance of those development pathways because it is so essential. You can have whatever you've got up
1: the top, but if there's nothing coming through, then you are eventually going to wither away. And, and that is exactly what we're seeing in the NRL. You know, the, the disparity between the good Goodens and the, and the not-so-Goodens is, is exactly what you're saying. The development clubs, look at Penrith. Uh, uh, seven local players, seven or eight local players. South Sydney, six local players yeah. that have come through their systems. And that's where the future of rugby league is. So,
0: so who are the coaches in the NRL that do that really well? And who are the coaches... That just concentrate on the on the top twenty five. No,
1: it comes back to your board, Stu It comes back to your CEO and your board. If your board and your CEO have faith and patience, it will happen. Correct. Have a look at have a look at Robert, have a look at Bellamy, have a look at what, what Wayne's done at South and and, and and you know what? And
2: this you think about Madge McGuire where he's at right now, right? He comes into a club, he's under pressure straight away. They need success because
1: they've sacked Four or five yeah, previous coaches, but again, you've got the wrong people on the board, Michael. That's what's hurting them. It's the same as the. Board. Have a look at Stuva. I know it's hard for you to, to sit and see, but have a look at the dogs. They are the case of what not to do.
0: Well, I can tell you, in 2004, 13 of the 17 came through Bulldogs. There's an argument, exactly. Mate, it, it
1: is, the, yeah. It is no but coincidence.
2: I'm telling you right now, and, and you know, Nathan Brown brought this to my attention. You look at the last 20 years Premiership winners. They have built, and you know, even the clubs right now. That have been consistently successful The Roosters The Melbourne Storm And the Panthers Right And South Sydney They at least have Six Seven Eight Eight. Junior players And you know Melbourne and Roosters You could disregard Whether they're local juniors or not What they have been They've been in that Development program for a long time but
0: they yeah, understand
1: the and, and we saw the Roosters everyone we saw the Roosters firsthand. with our five years at Wyland when we were there with their New South Wales Cup team we saw the kids we saw Joey Manu yep. we saw Paul Momoroski we saw Billy Egan coming through their juniors so, that, so they basically because <laughs> they identified them early but it's something you know do you ever hear of the Roosters board do you ever hear of the Storm board no. do you hear Canterbury are in the headlines Tigers, that's what we hear about. Parramatta, look at Parramatta now, though. They are on, and the best thing they've done is sign Brad for another two years because it shows some confidence in where he's doing. So he's just
0: heading uh, in the right direction. TC, we, we were just talking off the air about some of the best players ever on the Central Coast. Could you name your best 17 or, or name players that would definitely roll in to the best 17? Well, I think,
1: yeah, uh, 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 with limited, uh, limited time still. Uh, Stuart McKenzie of course um, went from Roy Roy to be uh, the fullback in the inaugural uh, Parramatta winning premiership term in 1981. Probably the best footballer I saw uh, on the coast. Uh, Dad, Dad said he was just absolutely brilliant. Of course we go back to an era of Olaf Prattle who was part of Wyoming, went to Balmain. Uh, in the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, you're talking John and Billy Mooney that went to Pranella. Uh Greg Clements, who was a, a... I played a lot of rep football with Greg. Went to Penrith and had a very distinguished career. Of course, you have your David Fairleys, your Glenn Morrison's, your Marco Mealy's, uh, Matty, Alford. Matty Alford. Hey, hey, Dan- hey. Danny Williams. TC asked
0: me to write all this down. Yeah. <laughs> we have <we, we> just <laughs> mentioned <laughs> what he played. What, yeah. about, what no. about a
1: young no. winger, A. Clark? <clears throat> yeah, no, yeah, no, no. never, never reached great heights at Parramatta, but did play lower grades. There you go. Uh, of course, Steve McCoy. Uh, Timmy Moulton uh, not that long oh, ago. Timmy, course, uh, Timmy Maltzen. Uh, yeah, Moulton um, Again, Stu McCoy was part of the first ever uh, Terrible Sharks Premiership winning team. You, got the, the wa- you got the Drink Water I guess you got the Drink Water Boys. The uh, Drink Water Boys. So they are 7 not to not too Blake uh, Tafe? Play table of course
0: He's yeah. the,
2: one of the new kids And we've left Danny Williams out We've, yeah.
0: we've left out a premiership winner in Rory Cost Jason Oh, oh there you go. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, on and on And that's something
1: that uh, once again that, that why I'm staying in rugby league as long as I have Steve Is to make sure that these pathways are still there for the kids
0: Who were some of the players that Played for an extended period here And would light up Central Coast Rugby League Before they went to the NRL
1: before that, well, going back because it was a complete going through the different eras, of yeah, course,
0: of we course. used to stay
1: oh, on the coast. So I'll tell you who you used Stu to Steve McKenzie's top of the tree. Uh,
0: another one would be Aquila Uate. A lot of people told me yeah, that well, he was just Bra- scintillating Bradman Best. Oh. Bradman Best. So, yeah, apparently yeah, he goes, goes okay, okay. that
1: kid. Yeah, he does. He do, apparently he does. He goes okay. Mm. But uh, yeah, of course, the different eras. So we'd stay on the coast until um, you know, you're 18, 20. Um, Connor yeah, Watson Connor Watson yeah um, that's another uh, one young um, Safidi
0: Twins Safidi, Safidi twins. Brothers Gee, tell you. young, uh, wow it's a pretty
1: good side it <laughs> eludes yeah, <The> young, young. <laughs> me at the moment the young Canberra hooker um <laughs> King oh, Tom Jr. Starling. Tom Starling. Yeah, so and, uh, the list goes on. And, and on. a good, good uh,
0: friend of ours has got another deal in the UK, so he's not playing Super League, but Brendan O'Hagan has been re signed. Yeah. So yeah. He, he's playing at yeah. the York City Knights. Phoenix Crossland. Great to see young kids pursuing Jared their dream out. overseas.
2: Another premiership winner, Nico Hines. Yes. He goes all right too.
1: Yeah, yeah he does. He does.
2: Yeah. And you know what? I'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes at Cronella. I know that. Uh, uh, Fitzy got the boys back earlier this week, and
1: I'm really looking forward to see how he goes. And it's his first chance to actually lead a side. Exactly. And, Nick, uh, and what a great signing. The, the Another one, Matty Ikavalu, Jr. Yep. in a junior, has um, is, uh, is gone uh, and signed for two years what, with Cronulla.
0: What you got to do, though, TC, and I'm moving a motion here. So we've just mentioned 55 players. Yep. We've got to lock in the best 17. Okay. As, vo- as voted by TC.
1: Right. Now, what I'll do is I'll, I'll go through the history books. That kept a lot of programs, and I know that... Uh, uh, the, the history of the Wild Club, the years I had there with Dennis Smith, Rod Wicks. I'll tell you who I'm getting to help me, the one and only Greg Ferguson.
0: Yeah, what I'd like to see too is maybe a 17 that played purely on the Central Coast. Yeah, that'd be that'd be
1: easier to do too. Okay, Right, that is my homework for the week.
0: Uh, TC, just getting uh, to the Danica Clark Foundation now, you've had to call off this year's gala dinner, which is always a great celebration. Uh, but the race day has been locked in for
1: 2022. Yeah, it has. Uh, February the 9th at Gosford Race Club. We're very excited about that. Uh, the tickets and tables will uh, will certainly be uh, early January. We'll have them available uh, for a wonderful day. Great fundraiser for us. And, and as we've said, as a board, we're there more to have the fun and and just have a a, a great day at a a wonderful venue.
2: I think it's a great chance for the foundation who, you know, due to COVID and everybody's gone through this process but you know, we haven't had the opportunity to have the gala dinners for the last two years Uh, the last race day was back in November uh, 2020 so um, a great chance for us to celebrate some of the achievements of our athletes and what they've managed to do over the last 18 months because you know, the likes of Nicola McDermott and Matt Graham and you know, it's just been absolutely phenomenal what they've uh, been able to achieve, and we, you know, we know Maddie's got the uh, the Winter Olympics coming up in Beijing, yeah, uh, in probably ninety odd days. Yeah, and how
1: exciting is that for us! And of course, we're hoping that Abby, Abby Wilcox, Abby Wilcox, of course, Wilcox and, yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's very exciting. And I did note that I'm pretty sure that uh, I'll stand corrected that Nicola has been nominated for the New South Wales Sports Person of the Year. Yeah, oh.
0: correct. Uh, TC, just before you go this morning, uh, I'd just like to name names. So. At the SG Ball at North Sydney, can you tell us some of the young men that are on a pathway with the Bears at the moment uh, and tell us a little bit about their football background?
1: Uh, yeah, a little difficult, sir. So we have a squad. We, we, we were overwhelmed with the nominations this year. Of course, because of the COVID regulations, we couldn't have an open trial, which the, the Bears uh, pride themselves on. But we had over 400 nominations for, for positions, which is incredible. And what do you got to um, cut it down to? Uh, mate, we're down to 64 at the moment, which right. is still is still a, still a lot of. The uh, culling process is of, still, still, still to go. To go yeah. Uh, uh, fortunately, with um, some uh, health advice this week, if we're going to be able to have an open an open tr- an open house trial or an in house trial. Uh, first week of December and then we're playing Roosters and Manly a couple of kids that um, have, have come through that I thought were probably a little unlucky um, uh, young Flynn Sharman uh, the son of Matt Sharman who, who himself is a terrific footballer with, uh, with the um, yeah there there's uh, Wiramu Tibbet who I've got high hopes for uh, and generally Steve it, it's just about providing some opportunity for them um, you know, in, a, in, a, in an elite competition. And the SG Ball is that under 19s? <laughs> under 19s. Yeah, yeah. yeah under 19s. So, uh, as I said, the, the Roosters have structured it. So we have three Harold Matthews teams. We have the Central Coast Roosters, Sydney Roosters, and uh, the North Sydney Bears. We have two SG Ball teams, North Sydney Bears and Sydney Roosters. One 21s, or junior League team, Sydney Roosters. New South Wales Cup, of course, with the Bears. And then you're in It's a smart
2: system, isn't it? When yeah. you think about it, you've got three of that lower tier... Two and they're yeah, working up yeah. to that working triangle where yes. it's well, you know.
0: So it's a funnel system. Yes, yes.
2: and that's how the, that's how it works. Unfortunately. As,
0: yeah. As a lifelong coach, do you see anything different in the DNA of the players now compared to say when yourself and Michael were coming through? So, I dare say, Michael, when he was coming through, you've got a a job, and rugby league is something that you aspire to. Whereas now, I dare say, a lot of the boys they see this as their future option.
1: Uh, and we have to be very careful with that. My my discussion on Monday night, because every parent, every parent has got stars in their eyes. Not so much the not so much the kids. All the kids are going to make it, aren't they? Exactly. That's how the parents. Exactly. Eat. So the thing is to work is because they're all beginning. print. They're either at the HSC, you know, they're, they're doing their TAFE, or they've started an apprenticeship. That's number one, that's number one and, 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 and rugby league, and that's where we have to, I could talk about this for half an hour, but we have to change the philosophy of rugby league, we have to take the pressure off the young kids, they're talking about expansion, I believe we could go, like, I think Perth's a no brainer and I believe the Bears, I think we can go to 20 easily, but the thing is we have to make sure, if they're going to strip back rugby league, it has to start here at the grassroots. It has to start here. Mm. They have to they have to reorganise the competitions so they, they play oh, as I said, I could go up for ages because it, it, it's something that has hurt rugby league and we've let it happen. It's like we we watched rugby union and go, oh, who's out of fail? Let's follow that. Yeah, yeah. And Fair and, point. And, and, and it's it, it, with the 16's comp, there's too much pressure on the kids. That should go back to the Harold match, should be just a long weekend. There's so many things that could change.
0: That's it, it, only my opinion. Hey, TC, welcome back to the show. <laughs> wow. you it's enjoy a benchmark, it? Eh?
1: Yeah, no, it's great to be back. Great to be back.
0: Yeah, Tony Clark, uh, our feature guest in this first hour.